Welcome to Climate Watch, a podcast that delves deep into the pressing issues of climate change. I'm Gao Junyang. The Panama Canal, the shortcut between the Atlantic Ocean and the Pacific Ocean, is grappling with significantly lower water levels due to a prolonged drought. Due to the El Nino phenomenon, we've had a deficit of accumulated rainfalls. The rain will also be scarce in the coming months. The decrease in water levels has forced the canal to restrict the number and size of the vessels it can accommodate, disrupting global shipping trade. Shipping companies will probably have to make adjustments in terms of pricing. That price is usually passed to the consumer. So eventually, the consumer will have to probably pay more. So it's a world unfortunate event in terms of the impact. In today's program, we'll examine the unfolding crisis the Panama Canal is facing. Opened in 1914, the Panama Canal is one of the two most strategic artificial waterways in the world, alongside the Suez Canal. In 2022, more than 14,000 ships crossed the canal. Over 40% of consumer goods traded between Northeast Asia and the U.S. East Coast are transported via this canal. However, an unprecedented drought has led to a reduction in the number of ships that can pass daily, from 36 to the current 22. The El Nino climate pattern, associated with warmer than usual water in the central and eastern tropical Pacific Ocean, is contributing to the drought. For more on the Panama Canal crisis, I spoke to Lei Xiangping, China Media Group's correspondent in Latin America. He's been closely following the water crisis in the Panama Canal over the past year. Xiangping, nice to have you on the program. First of all, could you give us a brief introduction of the Panama Canal? Well, the Panama Canal, which officially finished its construction in 1914, is an artificial 82-kilometer waterway in Panama that connects the Atlantic Ocean with the Pacific Ocean. The construction of this canal has a revolutionary effect on the global maritime trade. Which drastically reduces the time and distance for ships to travel between the Atlantic and Pacific oceans, allowing them to avoid the long risky road around the Strait of Magellan, the southernmost tip of South America. Because of the design of the canal, it needs consuming lots of fresh water to let ships pass by. The fresh water mainly comes from Gatlin Lake, an artificial freshwater lake. 26 meters above the sea level. When ships pass by, canal locks at each end lift the ships up to Gatun Lake and then lower the ships at the other end. An average of 52 million gallons of fresh water are needed in a single passing of a ship. Now, nearly 5% of global trade passes through this canal per year. So even a small accident in the canal may incur ripple effects globally. 52 million gallons of fresh water for the passage of one ship—that's almost 200,000 cubic meters. That's a lot. Throughout this year, we've seen headlines that have focused on the canal restricting the number and size of vessels due to a lowered water level. And you're based in Brazil and have been covering news across Latin America. Tell us the situation you've observed in the Panama Canal. How serious is it? 
Well, the situation is really serious. In 2023, because of a severe drought, which is rarely seen in 17 years, the water level of this canal、uh, deteriorates a lot. According to the Panama Canal Authority, over the past five years, the average water level at Garden Lake during November is 86.7 feet, but the depth in this November is 79.8 feet, which means the water level is more than two meters lower than before. Less fresh water means longer waiting lines to pass by. One source from the maritime sector tells me. Some vessels which are not on the priority list have to wait more than twenty-five days to pass. So, if one vessel didn't book a passing opportunity in advance and didn't want to pay extra jump the queue fee, it has to wait for many days. One extreme example is one Japanese oil tank paid almost four million U.S. dollars to buy an extra chance to pass by. Because of the congestion, many vessels choose to pass the Suez Canal in Egypt or detour Panama Canal to go for Magellan Strait or the Cape of Good Hope in South Africa. They would rather spend more days on the way than wait for weeks. I interviewed several experts in the maritime trade sector who tell me that the big troubles are still developing in the canal, and the worst scenario is yet to come. Now the canal is in the dry season; it is consuming more water than it is taking in. Ships are queuing more days and paying skyrocketed prices to pass. Yes, obviously the global shipping industry is taking the toll. Now tell us, Xiangping, how are the changes at the Panama Canal affecting the global shipping industry and international trade specifically? Yes, it is affecting global maritime trade in a negative way. This canal deals with several important sea roads globally. Firstly, the road between the Asia and the American East Coast, which connects the two biggest economy in the world, the USA and China. This road accounts for the major usage of this canal. It means the economic connection between China and the USA may have some logistic problems. The backlog of ships queuing to pass the canal has made U.S. grain exports to the Asia market decrease. According to the statistics from the Fortune magazine, this year the grain export by the U.S. to the Asia market decreased by 26 percent, and the grain export by the U.S. passing the canal shrunk by 37 percent. When the U.S. sells less grains to Asia markets. Grain competitors like Brazil may seize the chance to export more grains to Asia, because Brazil has always used、uh, the South Atlantic Sea Road to export grains to Asia, which passes by the Cape of Good Hope and the Magellan Straits. Also, products made by the Asian manufacturing giants take more days to arrive in the east coast of the U.S. When consumers in the east coast of the U.S. want to buy necessities during the Christmas season, they may find that shelves in the supermarkets possibly are not fully staffed. Secondly, the road between Europe and the South American west coast, which transports lots of fruits, wines, meat, and vegetables from countries like Peru and Chile to the U.K., with the Christmas holidays approaching. 
the fresh fruits and vegetable supplies from the South American countries to Europe may decay halfway. Thirdly, the road between the American West Coast and its East Coast, and the road between the Central American countries and the United States East Coast, also use this canal. All in all, the drought in Panama Canal has disrupted the normal functions of maritime logistics, making ships stranded in the long queuing line and arrive at ports at the wrong time. It is not only pushes up the transportation cost, but also disrupts the global supply chains. It is a typical case which demonstrates that we human beings are living in a community of shared future. When misfortune comes, no one in this community can get away with it. Right. You know this is a huge blow to the festive season, and you're right. We are living in a community of shared future. It's just, I didn't know the linkage is so fragile. The disruptions brought by this lowering in water levels is so huge to our society. Now, what are the primary factors contributing to the canal's reduced water levels? To what extent has climate change played a role? Do you think? Well, it is a long story. The primary factors include the abnormal precipitation conditions and unpreparedness of the canal authority. The rainy season in the canal is from April to November. However, because of the El Nino climate phenomenon, the canal experienced high temperature days with less rain and more evaporation in the rainy season. This year, the precipitation during the rainy season shrunk by forty-one percent. Also, the Panama government lacks a comprehensive plan to expand the passing capacity of the canal. There are proposals to build a new reservoir in the canal, which would add additional passing capacity of、uh, between twelve and fifteen vessels per day, if such proposals are materialized. However, the slow decision-making process has not made it happen before the drought kicks in. Climate Watch is CGTN Radio's new podcast focusing on the impact of climate change. We have conversations with people on the front line about this critical issue. Listen to Climate Watch on all major podcast platforms and join us in taking action to save the planet we call home. Canal operators are on a tightrope as they work to manage maritime trade disruption and prepare for what is shaping up to be an even drier upcoming year. What measures have they taken to deal with the crisis? Does the situation threaten the Panama Canal's global significance? Lei Xiangping offers more insights. Yeah, like you said, the canal was completed in 1914. It was over 100 years old. Definitely, something can be done with the upgrading. And what measures has the Panama Canal Authority taken? And what additional solutions is it still seeking to address these challenges? There are two temporary measures taken to deal with the droughts. On one hand, the Panama Canal Authority has decided to gradually bring down the number of passing vessels per day. Under normal conditions, the canal lets about thirty-six、uh, to thirty-eight ships pass per day. But now the number has dipped to only twenty-two ships. Before February next year, the number would be lowered to eighteen. On the other hand. The Canal Authority has limited the draft of passing vessels several times. Draft is the depth limit that are allowed for vessels to submerge 
their house into the water. When draft becomes less, the ships are not allowed to be fully loaded with cargo when they are passing. So the canal use less water to let vessels pass through. Additional solutions include saving water usage in the daily operation of the canal. Looking ahead, Xiangping, what are your expectations for the canal in the coming year? Will there be any improvement, or is the situation going to deteriorate? Well, it's really difficult to judge how the canal drought situation will develop in the coming year. But uh, meteorologists uh, predict that uh, the drought may continue in 2024, and it's difficult to improve the Panama Canal's traffic conditions in the short term. The Panama Canal Authority has warned that some degree of traffic restrictions will remain in place until at least 2028. Beta Alicia, deputy director of the Panama Institute of Meteorology and Hydrology, said that. As the Panama Canal enters the dry season in December, the drought situation in the canal may be difficult to improve in 2024. She says that usually during the rainy season, especially between October and November, the canal's water source will be replenished due to increased rainfall. But the rainfall in this year's rainy season is not enough to provide sufficient water for the canal to enter the dry season. Many places have rainfall deficits, and next year the expected additional rainfall during the dry season may be reduced by the El Nino phenomenon, which means that the drought situation in the canal in 2024 may be quite serious. Mm-hmm. Not a so positive picture out there, Xiangping. Do you think the geographical significance of the Panama Canal might diminish in the future? I think it's really difficult to predict such a scenario. However, the drought in the Panama Canal this year has forced the maritime industry to rethink their over reliance on this canal, and they are proposing to diversify their maritime routes. The global consequence of the 2021 Suez Canal obstruction. Is still vivid to many people. In March 2021, the Suez Canal was blocked for six days by the Ever Given, a container ship that had run aground in the canal. The obstruction maintained only six days, but caused a global panic. Recently, because the Houthi forces in Yemen missile attacked Israel-bound commercial vessels. The maritime cargo industry is worried about the safety of Suez again. Also, this year the Panama Canal drought has lasted since May and will have lasting effects on global supply chains. The two examples, Suez Canal and Panama Canal, show the weakness and fragility of the global trade. We have two Achilles heels. If they have problems at the same time, the consequence is unimaginable. Yeah, thank you for mentioning the Suez Canal as well. You know what's happening at the two canals are bringing so many uncertainties to the world. Let me ask you something else, Xiangping. We know China and Panama established diplomatic ties in 2017. Are there any Chinese elements or Chinese influences that you've observed there? As far as you know, are there any collaborative efforts between China and Panama in addressing climate issues? Well, China is the second largest、uh, customer of this canal behind、uh, the USA. The Panama Canal provides a simple channel 
for shipping from China to the Atlantic Ocean, especially the east coast of the America. For example, the voyage from Shanghai to New York only takes 18,500 kilometers through this canal. Why it takes 20,000 kilometers to go around the Strait of Magellan? This saves approximately 22 days of travel time and reduces fuel consumption and carbon emissions. Relying on the transportation advantages brought by the canal, Panama established the Colon Free Trade Zone near the Atlantic side of the canal. At present, the Free Trade Zone has become a hub for China's re-export trade to Central American and even Latin America. China has become Panama's largest trading partner since 2019 and has long maintained its status as the largest supplier of commodities to Panama's Colon Free Trade Zone and the second largest user of the Panama Canal. Recently, bilateral trade has sparked the trend and has increased. In 2022, China-Panama trade volume has reached around 14 billion U.S. dollars. A year-on-year increase of 22.5%, maintaining double-digit growth for four consecutive years. Based on this, the healthy operation of the Panama Canal is related to the trade between China and Panama, as well as the re-export trade between China and Latin American countries. If the drought situation in Panama Canal improves in the coming soon, China would benefit from it. That was Lei Xiangping, China Media Group's correspondent in Latin America. Now let's follow Yang Guang for the latest climate developments around the world. A report says Chinese people's passion for meteorological tourism is growing rapidly. China's meteorological service industry is predicted to exceed 300 billion yuan or 42 billion U.S. dollars by 2025. It's projected that the share of renewables in Germany's gross electricity consumption went up 5%, covering a historic 52% of the country's power use in 2023. Botswana has received a mobile meteorological station from China, boosting its capability in environmental monitoring, agricultural production, and extreme climate prevention. Australian researchers have mapped the world's strongest current, the Antarctic Circumpolar Current, in a bid to understand how it's contributing to melting ice sheets in Antarctica. That's all we have for this episode of Climate Watch. To listen to it again and to catch up on our previous episodes, you can search Climate Watch on major podcast platforms, or visit our website, radio.cgtn.com. You can also contact us via email, radio at cgtn.com. Climate Watch is a weekly podcast brought to you by CGTN Radio. I'm Gao Junya. Until next time.